Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hope you and your family had a Merry Christmas. What's your tradition? I'm going to tell you ours, including a movie that I watch every Christmas Eve. In the box, they begin their preparations for the season finale against Atlanta this Sunday. Dirk Cutter was hired three years ago as the Bucks head coach. He had been the offensive coordinator primarily to keep some continuity and help develop quarterback Jameis Winston. How has he done? We'll discuss that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, are you ready for a magical day on the river with the manatees? That's right. I've done this. I'm telling you, this should be on your bucket list. It is a great, great adventure. If so, seven days a week, you can experience the wonder and magical charm with Captain Mike's Swimming with the Manatees in Crystal River. It's the ultimate family bonding experience. Now, ask about their $30 manatee bronze tour and be sure to ask about their free offer for active law enforcement, officers, and U.S. military. It requires a purchase of two silver tickets at a regular price, and after that, you're eligible for the free tour. Now, Captain Mike's is the number one customized manatee tour company in Kings Bay and Crystal River. It is absolutely gorgeous up there. Water is 72 degrees. It's a perfect time of year to go. It's pure paradise, and you can ask about their pontoon boat rentals, their kayak rentals, bicycle rentals, and much more. Book online now at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call 352-571-1888. Well, Steve, I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and uh, I know that I spent a lot of time with family. I'm sure you did as well. Um, I, I will say that like, uh, what I like about this time of year is all the holiday movies. Now, people might think that's cornballers. I was over, uh, our family got together at, at my uh, my nephew's house, and um, what what is the name? I, I'm terrible at names about some of these movies. The old movie about uh, about the BB gun, the red rifle, rocket, Christmas or story. whatever it was. The Christmas story, yeah, that's it. That's a classic, right? That's mm-hmm. been going on. Yeah, I think like TBS or TNT shows it nonstop for 24 hours of Christmas They did. They have a loop. They had yeah. the loop, yeah, on Christmas Day. And so I, I watched that, and I, I, I've never, I've sat and watched it through one time, I think, but I've seen it so many times, I feel like I knew the movie inside and out. But a uh, great movie, and, and you know, at a time, sort of a, sort of a classic in terms of the way it's presented and, and, and the way it looks and everything. Um, for me, um, I've done this thing almost since I was a teenager, uh, is on Christmas Eve, I wind up watching It's a Wonderful Life. And that, of course, is a, is a classic that, it used to be on a million times during the holidays. I mean, you could see it at numerous stations, but I guess NBC finally bought it, uh, and they air it one time on Christmas Eve. But I've got, you know, my own personal stash. Of, you know, And it has, for me, it, you know, at one point they colorized it, but for me it's got to be the black and white version because it doesn't count if it's not. Um, and you, i got to watch it all the way through. I don't like the commercials. I don't want any of that. I mean, you gotta you got to actually sit there. Um but a, a, phen- a phenomenal movie that still gets me. And, of course, the cast with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And it's got, um, you know, Barrymore's in it. I mean, just Lionel Barrymore. It's just, it's, it's, a great, it's a great cast to boot. But what I like about it is 
it, it, it's it's sort of the old style movie making where there's symbolism all over the place, right? Like when Uncle Uncle Billy loses the money, you see black crows flying around in the office. I mean, like this is a normal thing, a black crow, <laughs> which symbolizes something bad's going to happen, right? But the the interesting thing about this movie was, of course, Frank Frank Capra did it and the legendary director, and he knew it was good, but in his time, I don't know that before he died necessarily it received any acclaim. In fact, when you go back and read sort of the reviews and things, it was panned quite a bit because people thought it was really too corny, too schmaltzy, um, that sort of thing. Um, I just love it because it has a great message. You know, it's things don't always go, you know, your, your, your plans, life kind of goes the way it goes. You make the best of things. Of course, George Bailey wants to see the world and, you know, shake the dust off his feet of this crummy little town and, uh, and, and, and do something fantastic. Um, but responsibilities and family and everything pulls him back and he can't leave Bedford Falls, which seems like a really nice place to live, by the way, especially with Donna Reed, who he ends up marrying. Although in the movie, he seems way too old for her for some reason. And neither one of them ever seemed like they were in high school in this movie, but that's kind of where it starts. But, but, you know, he ends up, of course, we all know the story. I mean, he ends up staying there and his dad dies and he fights, um, spoiler alert, Mr. Pot. Mr. Potter, yeah, if you haven't seen it 100,000 <laughs> times. But it's a great message because, you know, of course, at the end of the movie, you know, he, he, he was never born, and you wonder the impact you have on other people. And, and then uh, it comes around to, uh, to the fact that uh, they, they save him and keep him out of jail, essentially. And, and you know, the, it's the old line of, of his uh, brother, you know, to the richest man in Bedford Falls, because if you have friends, you know, that's, that's the key. So... It's a great movie, but that's that's my kind of tradition. Like I want to sit there because it has it, it's a great message and it gets me every time. I don't know why, um, but that's sort of what I do. Do you have do you do you and your family now? Are you forming your own traditions with movies or anything? Um, we watched Rudolph this year. I mean, my kids are three and five, Classic. so classic. Um, Couldn't yeah. make that movie now. Couldn't make it now. No, not at all. And I, I was kind of no. thinking that as I watched it this year, and you know, father's it's, too abusive. Father, I mean, they're so they're they're hard on Rudolph, right? Mm-hmm. The no, absolutely. Nose, the whole thing, absolutely, the whole thing. The misfit toys, the then Santa. I mean, know. what is Santa all about there? Oh, discrimination. I, I, oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was part of it too. Oh, you can't you can't lead my sleigh <laughs> because you have a red nose. With your red nose, what is that? Yeah. I mean, uh, they every ism they're out there would be accused of this movie now. Absolutely. You know, so my, you know, I might as well pull that like baby. It's cold outside. Uh, well, that too, yeah. But yeah, the misfit toys are like handicapped toys. I mean, what, are we throwing away people because they're not perfect? Like, what? What is that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's got everything. Yeah, but it's it's but fun. Me, I mean, it's fun with young kids now watching Christmas through their eyes and oh, it's you know, un- opening it's gifts awesome. and and just everything about it. I mean, it's it's yeah, it completely changes everything for you. I mean, you know, I always love Christmas and being with the family and stuff, but to see it through the kids' eyes and. You get to enjoy it again as if you're, yeah, it's like as if you're a kid again. It's great. It's absolutely great. Now, when your kids watch Rudolph, did the, did the uh, abominable snowman scare them? They didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. Yeah. Scared me. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I don't remember from that, you know, that age, but yeah, my my kids did not like the abominable. They wanted to watch it again, but skip through that part. This was uh, years before, I mean, they did, uh, you know, all, all the enhancements they have now with computer graphics and things like that. IG and whatnot, but this was this was claymation. I mean, mm-hmm. they it wasn't just uh, animation; it was claymation. Yep. So it had a sort of realism, three D ish to it, you know. So it looked really frightening. Yep. Um, now we wa- we watched Frosty the Snowman the night before. 
mm-hmm. uh, the original that, which is which is fantastic. Um, yeah. I know that uh, the the Grinch aired tonight, so I, I did DVR that. So we may watch that. Now with is the that kids the one with week. Jim Carrey or they both of? Actually, NBC aired the original one first, and then the Jim Carrey one after. So I, I prefer the originals. Yeah, the, the classics are great. Yeah, Jim Carrey was very very good in that, though. By the way, I enjoyed that one. So yeah, so Christmas, you know, the kids. I mean, everybody got too much and ate too much, and now they're worn out. And here we are doing a podcast. So. Yeah. But anyway, I hope you and your family had a great, uh, a great Christmas. Thanks for all the, the messages we got um, on Twitter from at SportsATB and NFL Stroud, and um, a lot of people uh, enjoy the podcast. Obviously, and we appreciate hearing from you. So we hope you had a good holiday. And now it's back to work. <laughs> back to uh, back to one buck place for you today. Yes, indeed. And uh, the last, as I always say, it's the last Wednesday of the season. And then tomorrow will be the last Thursday of the season and so on and so forth until we get to the final Sunday. But not the last uh, Wednesday of covering this team for the, the, the calendar year no. or the NFL year. <laughs> no, it's 50 weeks a year. But, but and, and, of course, you know, we're, we get the, the, big, the big surprise, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, kind of like Cracker Jacks. And when you get to Black Monday, you never know what you're going to get. But um, there could be... There could be something happening over there this 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 year, and um, I hate talking about coaching changes before they make them. But um, certainly, you know, we know what the record is, and and even if they win Sunday, that means they're finishing, you know, what six and ten, uh, which would be just one game better than the previous season. So it's a, a colossal disappointment. So we'll find out what's going to happen uh, to Dirk Cutter and to his staff, and that's, you know, that's the thing, Steve, that gets overlooked. Like people think, oh, they fired a head coach. That's too bad. Um, and we don't know the fate of the GM either. Um, but then there's also 20 assistant coaches, right, that all have families. And some are in school and some are, mm-hmm. you know, some are older, but, you know, some are little kids. Well, and, and there can be other and, office personnel and everything else, too, that go. And, sure. And, and they're not making big bucks. I mean, Dirk Cutter's going to no. be fine. If he, if he gets yes. fired, he's fine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But there's others that could be let go that aren't in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times there's an administrative assistant that, that, that handles the coach's schedule or, you know, a secretary of uh, – I don't want to call him secretary. He's an administrative assistant, essentially, um, that, that sort of, you know, is, is the coach's calendar person. Um, there's all kinds of ancillary, you know, support people um, in and around one buck place. That, which that which is why owners to. don't take these decisions lightly. Because no, it's, not, you're it not, it's not one person that you're, you're – affecting right. I and mean, it's and and look i mean at the end of the day too you know new coaches come in and there's certain players may be gone that you know dirk Absolutely. may have liked a certain player and and the next coach doesn't think so highly of them and it can Absolutely. affect you know not only the office personnel and that but even the players too yeah no it's a, it's a shock to the system and there's the you know the one thing we know about professional sports is that you know when when there's not production there will be change and it's a production business and i've talked to enough coaches on the staff um, over there right now at One Buck, that they are indeed prepared and and sort of resigned to the fact that they think that they're probably not going to get another season. Um, but that is the business they sign up for. And again, My guess is they thought that last year too. They did. Well, we heard what Dirk said. It was, it mm-hmm. was you know, courageous for the owners to bring him back, and many of them probably thought they wouldn't be back, but they were, and then they didn't do anything with that opportunity. And so um, they're right back in the situation they were a year ago, although there could be a different outcome. So... One of the things, and we've talked about how the Cutters, or the Cutters, the Glazers want all the information, and certainly this last game isn't going to offer really much of a, of a difference of opinion, but, um, but it is still one more game. But one of the things that I would think they would be looking at 
uh, or that Dirk would have to talk to them about if, in fact, he got that opportunity would be, you know, look, three years ago, he was the offensive coordinator, did a really good job. And so when they decided to make the move on Lovey Smith, uh, Dirk had an interview in San Francisco, told me he could have had that job. That's when they hired Jim Tomasula. He said he got the job he wanted, which was right here. And they hired him because he'd done such a good job with Jameis Winston as a rookie. Uh, you know, Jameis was 6-6 six and six at one point, threw for 4,000 yards. Not many rookies do that. Um, you know, was a Pepsi Rookie of the Year. So had a lot of good numbers and, and, and good vibes going for him at that point. And so they thought, well, continuity, which is something they lacked. If you're going to make a change, here's an opportunity to keep the same system, the same voice, the same coaches, you know, with Jameis. And, and all that made sense. But then you look three years down the road. And you have to ask yourself, how much did Dirk Cutter uh, really make him better? You know, and and so if you want to move forward with this quarterback, and I still believe they do, is Dirk the right guy? And that's something you have to kind of address. And really, there's a lot of ways you can cut it up. I mean, I would say, Steve, and you probably agree with me, that Jameis Winston is a better quarterback today than he was when he walked in the building. He absolutely is. Yeah. He, he look uh, and, and just look at you know not, not only his production and some of the stats and, and and those things, but you know just the eye test will tell you he's a better quarterback than he was Absolutely. the first year. But the turnovers are still there in dramatic fashion. Yeah, it's huge, and you know we can we can talk about you know a lot of things that uh, that he does better. You know whether it's in statistically, um, you know when he came in is you know he wasn't the most accurate guy. His completion percentage was 58.3% as a rookie. And, again, he had a good year. Now it's 64.7% this, this season. You know, his QBR is, is uh, a career high right now at 69.4. His yards per attempt um, for his career is 7.6 yards, which shows he can, he can drive the ball and throw the ball down the field. There's a, there's a lot of – and even his touchdown-interception ratio got a little skewed this year because of, you know, him missing some time and, and throwing some interceptions early. Um, but for the most part, had improved not well enough. But the most damning thing, you said it, is the fact that no matter what Dirk Cutter did, and I, and I think Dirk is a good coach, and I think he's a really good offensive coach, but it didn't seem to... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No matter what he did, he could not stop just you know, the slew of turnovers that are associated with this quarterback. And it's hard to say that because you know that every interception, every fumble has its own story, right? Guy misses a block, quarterback holds the ball too long, receiver runs the wrong route, ball gets tipped up in the air. I mean, interceptions and fumbles happen to every quarterback in every every game. And yet the great ones, the ones that are really good, they manage to not turn it over as much as the other guys. And that's how they win because in this league, the teams are too good. If you turn it over, they will beat you with that opportunities for the most part. 
And I saw a stat. Uh, I went back and watched the replay of that game, you know, against the Cowboys. And they popped a stat up there after the sack fumble, you know, scoop score for a touchdown by Jalen Smith. And, you know, credit Jameis Winston for just busting his butt trying to get down there and make a tackle when he couldn't. But the stat they had up was that only Blake Bortles over these last four years has more total turnovers than Jameis Winston. Bortles has 75 and Winston has 74. And that's incredible. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, Blake Bortles, of course, he's played five years, and so he's got more overall. Um, And he was the third overall pick by the Jaguars who, you know, they re-signed him uh, when they got to a fifth-year option rather than let him walk. I mean, they were in similar, sort of a similar place a year ago, but it didn't work out. I mean, even though he took his team, you know, a year ago to the AFC Championship game and actually played well in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, was leading in the fourth quarter. Even though he played really well, he came back this year, more of the same, more turnovers, ended up getting benched, right? And so, you know, they're in a bad place owing him all this money and, and really don't seem to want him as their starting quarterback. But to be, you know, second in the league at that at that point, um, not a good thing for Jameis Winston and really not a good thing for Dirk Cutter because, you know, it, if you're Dirk, and you you can coach quarterbacks, and you can put in a good offense, and you can have the number one ranked offense in total yards, or you know one of the top five in scoring, and and certainly, you know if the Bucks score twenty five points on Sunday, which is you know probably right around their average or better, they will have the most prolific scoring offense in franchise history. I mean, this will be the number one offense that they've ever had in terms of scoring points, and that's what the game is about, and yet. You're going to tear all that up, and, and, and the reason you would do it is your quarterback has not gotten better, not in the area he needs to, which is winning games. And that's the other thing about this, and that's, that's sort of what, what Troy Aikman said during the game after the, the sack fumble. And, again, you know, probably on the offensive, uh, offensive lineman for not staying with that guy, even though, you know, Jameis had run out of the pocket. Um, but Jameis ends up not seeing him, and it's a, it's a touchdown. But what Aikman said was, he goes, you look at Jameis Winston's record as a starter, and this was going into the game on Sunday, he's 21-31, and 31, well, now he's 21-32. Career record coming into this game, and that's a big reason why, meaning the turnovers. He goes, when you turn the ball over like that, you're not going to win a lot of football games, and they haven't here in Tampa Bay. And we've talked all year about how not only did they not get turnovers early in the season, but, of course, they were minus, you know, a ton. Uh, even right now, I think they're second in the NFL uh, in plus minus um, giveaway takeaway ratio, so if you can't coach the turnovers out of this guy, and you still think the Glazers want a fifth year with Jameis Winston, and all indications are they do, doesn't it make sense if you're the Glazers then to say, let's see if somebody else can do it? Now I don't know that anybody else is going to have any better record or any better effort, but it seems to me that you know Dirk got this job to improve the quarterback, and I think he did improve him. Um, You know, one of the things that Dirk said when we talked about this, and I wrote a story about it in the Tampa Bay Times, was if you look at that game on Sunday against Dallas, he checked the ball down more than he ever has in his career. Mm -hmm. He checked it down 13 times, 13 times, and could have done it more. You know, probably should have done it a couple more times. But that's 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 growth. You know, we've seen the previous, you know, the, the two games that they won before Baltimore, 
Um, you can see the wheels turning where James. I'm not going to throw this down the field. I'm not going to take a sack of it. He, he ended up rushing for 48 and 47 yards in those games um, and did a lot with his legs and was decisive and did not turn the ball over at all, and they won both games. So you're seeing some progress. You're seeing a guy who is, who is um, you know, becoming – you know, more conscious, if you will. I mean, everybody, no one wants to turn the ball over, and they talk about ball security all the time. But it's not there. It's not, it's not nearly where it should be. And Jameis isn't nearly where he should be. And, and how do you know that? The win-loss record. I mean, look, it's a bottom-line business. And I know it's one position, and everybody talks about how, well, you know, you're put, putting too much on Jameis and White. You know, you're always talking it's Jameis' fault. No, not really. I mean, it's not. He The quarterback, is, as Trent Dilfer has said many times, is the most dependent position on the field. He can't function unless everybody does their job, unless they block for him, unless the receivers run their routes right, unless they get open, unless, you know, the offensive line makes, makes the right shifts uh, in terms of blocking and they communicate. I mean, there's so much just to get to the position of throwing the football, just to get to the position of maybe completing a pass. So he's the most dependent guy. But I know this about quarterbacks, Steve, and there's no other way around this. If you don't win, if you lose enough, you can, be, you can put up all the numbers you want. But if you don't win, they will find someone else to, to win to play the job. I mean, they just will. Mm-hmm. I mean, winning at some point has – so those two things is what they have not done. They have not stopped the turnover barrage, and it's the number one indicator of one, wins and loss in the NFL, and he has not won. I mean, he just lost his 12th straight start from away on the from the Roman James yep. Stadium on the road. 12 in a row. you got to go back to, a, to two years ago in San Diego. Hell, the Chargers haven't been in San Diego in two seasons. But the last time the Bucks played there in 2016 is the last game Jameis won on the road. So if you don't win and you turn the ball over and don't win, then – you know, and they still want you, then they're going to find somebody else that they think might be able to help you do that and, and, and create, you know, can make those mistakes go away. I don't know that it will, but that's Dirk Cutter's biggest failure is that, is that he could not, and look, James has made a ton of plays outside the pocket and, and keeping plays alive, that's sort of been his, you know, his calling card. He's, and, and so you, you got to take the good with the bad to some extent. But that will be the one thing that Dirk Cutter wasn't able to do. He was not able to stop the turnovers. And I know you wrote about it, but, you know, the biggest thing I guess the Glazers are going to be evaluating is, you know, Dirk's job, the number one job was to keep improving Jameis, which they've done, but for a number one so. draft pick, has he improved enough in four seasons? Mm, no. Has he improved enough? No. And at that point, that's probably going to be the biggest evaluation on whether they bring Dirk Cutter back or not. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, he's improved. But we wanted the continuity because we were expecting bigger leaps from a number one draft pick. This isn't a, mm-hmm. a third round draft pick that, you know, has progressed and, and, you know, you're still working on. And granted, he's only 24 years old. We forget mm-hmm. how young he was when he came in the league, too. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, he's 20. Yeah. That, but has he, has he progressed enough as a, fir- as a former number one draft pick in four seasons? My right. hunch is the evaluation is no. Well, right, because they're sitting here with a 5-10 and 10 record going into Sunday's game. And that's the thing, you know, about head coaches. I mean, they do keep these records. I mean, you know, it's a production business, and Dirk's sitting here at 19-28. and 28. That's not going to help his argument, mm-hmm. you know. But you can't say that he's responsible for all the turnovers. Although, 
His offense is one that pushes the ball down the field. They haven't run the ball very well. That might. I would think the lack of a running game is a part of that too. It's been huge because and and whether that's they don't have the horses in the backfield or the offensive line isn't good enough to block for the run, or they just or they they just don't try it enough. Yeah, they're not good pass protecting either. And we haven't even talked about the damn defense, which, uh, you know, I don't care what quarterback it is. If you take the field and you're down two scores because uh, you went three and out and punted on the first try and, and the other team starts to bury you that quickly, you're not going to have many wins. You're not going to be able. I mean, we've seen them come back. You know, he, he threw or he scored four touchdowns on four possessions against the Giants and still lost. You know, we've seen him do these things. Um, so the defense has been an absolute train wreck for this team. And they had to fire Mike Smith, and Mark Duffner's come in and done a decent job. They're middle of the road since then as far as points allowed and some of the statistics that they didn't have um, you know, under Mike Smith. Uh, so all of that factors into the quarterback position, but the fact of the matter is he's his own worst enemies in some ways. And, you know, and, and Dirk, for whatever you want to say about Dirk, Look, he's been successful calling plays, and I know mm-hmm. he's not calling them now, but his, his offense has proven to be successful. And if you look at Matt Ryan, uh, and, and maybe it's just the difference between Matt Ryan, who's a little older, more experienced, and Jameis Winston, um, but in terms of how they approach the game. But from 2012 to 2014, when Matt Ryan was not as old as, as he is now, um, he Dirk Cutter was his coordinator, and he threw 86 touchdown passes and 45 interceptions, and he averaged – 4,652 yards passing per year during those three years. 4,652. So Dirk Cutter got plenty out of Matt Ryan, and it wasn't all turnovers. Well, is that is it's that a like factor he, of Matt Ryan's a different quarterback than Jameis and plays differently? Sure. He's not a risk taker like Jameis is. I mean, Absolutely that was always the knock on Jameis coming in was that he, he, would, he was a risk taker. He was right. trying He's to make every throw, every yeah. play. Gunslinger. You know, Matt Gunslinger. Ryan does not have that reputation. No, although Matt throws the ball a hell of a lot. <laughs> oh, he throws it a lot, he, but he's not he's not he's, trying he's to gunsling it every 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 play. No, no you're right. They, nobody would accuse Matt Ryan of being a gunslinger. Um but Matt played four years, you know, at Boston College, not not two two and a half or whatever it was that Jameis ended up coming out as what, a redshirt sophomore. Um so there are there are many, many differences, not the least of which is age. Um but what I'm saying, I guess the greater point is mm-hmm. You can blame Dirk Cutter, and, and he'll take it because he has to. But it's not like it's not like any coach goes around coaching turnovers, or you know he hasn't had success with other quarterbacks before uh, protecting the football. So there is something there is something about the DNA of this quarterback who came to the league with the reputation of not protecting the ball, and is absolutely going to, you know, if Dirk gets fired, you know, I think I think their inability to stop turnovers which cost them again on Sunday, is going to be their biggest lament. That if they could have stopped those, and certainly they would have, they would have won a lot more games. But they, but they just couldn't do it. So it's going to be an interesting week over there at One Buck Place. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they make any changes after the Atlanta game. But certainly we've got to deal with that one first. Um, I'll be over there to talk to, uh, to Jameis Winston and uh, Dirk Cutter, of course, Mark Duffner. And so the usual schedule uh, will resume at One Buck Place. The Lightning Tomorrow night, by the way, they play against uh, Philly, so they're back in action. And then we got bowl games kicking off for real, man. And we got uh, three on uh, on Wednesday, of course, all day long. Uh, Boston College and Boise State. Yeah, it's great. Minnesota. This time of year, this week, you get some afternoon football. Uh, both yeah, uh, one, today, one Thursday, Friday. There's yeah. one thirty games every day this week uh, during the week. Sweet. Now. 
So you get yeah. afternoon football as well as throughout the evening with college. So, Yeah, TCU, California. So those are good. And then um, we're probably going to try to uh, – I'm sure we'll have a chance to run down Matt Baker, the college football writer for the Tampa Bay Times. Yeah, he's in Atlanta covering Michigan, Florida this Saturday. Yep, sure is. And then uh, semifinals, college football playoffs are starting. So um, it's an exciting time of year, of course, in college football. And we're going to crown a national champion here not too long. So – all of that, plus the Bucks, plus anything the Lightning or the Rays do, keep it right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. We're here Monday through Friday. You want to make sure that uh, you join us, and we love your interaction on Twitter. You can reach us at Sports Day TV. You can reach me at NFL Stroud. And remember, uh, since you're all on a Christmas vacation uh, and you're with a family, here's a perfect family bonding experience. Go swim with the manatees. Go to Captain Mike's Swimming with the Manatees up there in Kings Bay. In Crystal River, it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm telling you, these gentle creatures are swim right next to you. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, uh, just just to hang out with them and stuff, and it's completely safe, and your family's going to love it. Um, you can go to swimmingwiththemanatees.com, or you can call 352-571-1888. Again, hope you had a Merry Christmas. For Steve Bursting, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 